Welcome to the Life is Good podcast, where we explore the transformative power of healing, delve into real stories of resilience, and uncover the wisdom that lies within all of us. Each episode is a journey towards a life that is truly good, and I am honored to have you with me on this path to self-discovery and growth. I welcome you, and I thank you. Today, I have the opportunity to sit with someone who is gifting to the world is the medicine of sound. And by that, I mean the internal sound, our internal sound, our internal voice, which of course is directly related to our power of expression into the world, our power of authenticity and showing up as our true selves into the world. I also had the pleasure to do a workshop with him not long ago. And um, just by following his lead, I was able to open up different parts of my body, of my system. I was able to open up the heart more. I was able to open up the throat, the throat chakra, where the truth, the power of self-expression lies. Uh, So I thank him for that, and I thank him for being on the show. Welcome, Stefan Evans, the sound alchemist. How are you today? Very well, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for inviting me into your home. Actually, we are here at your place, um, this beautiful dome, um, which is like a, a sound temple. Can I say that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's full of uh, instruments and uh, Tibetan balls and magic and love. <laughs> um, would you like to um, say something to the world about yourself? Absolutely, yeah. So, um, yeah, thanks for the opportunity of being on your podcast. Of course. Like, um, yeah, we met, we met on Lionsgate. We met on Lionsgate, yeah. On Lionsgate, which was 8 8. 8 8. Yes. August. Yeah. Just not long ago. Yeah, just recently. Um, yeah, and then I got introduced to you as somebody who works with vocal activation. And right. And then we went on to play and drink lots of cacao and sit around the fire together. And we both managed to share some songs at different times. Right. Um, so, yeah, really beautiful. And then here we are. Yeah, I had the pleasure of serving uh, my first ever workshop, um, my, my vocal activation workshop, which is called Your Voice. That was your first? It's my it's the first workshop I ever made. Right. And I've been conducting that for a year now. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah. And then of course we had the pleasure to sit in another ceremony. That's uh, right. A shamanic ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um which was very powerful as well. Heart opening. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and that was with Isla. Yeah. Um yeah, very wonderful person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so um yeah. Next what happens. Of course, yeah. Okay, so let's dive right into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so you're doing, as we already said, or as we already mentioned, you work with sound. Yeah. That's the medicine you're bringing into the world. Uh, and I'm very curious, like, how did you start doing that? What, you know, what determined you? What led you to believe that this is, or to know that this is your gift? So it's a it's a really long story. Um, so I just intersect into it a little bit. Okay. Um, so it started when I was 
15, 16, living in Derbyshire in the UK, where I'm from originally, in sort of central England. Mm-hmm. And it was when I was this sort of age that I started having like a lot of sort of downloads and a lot of spiritual, maybe not even spiritual is the right word, but a lot of information coming to me, and it felt like it felt like I was just really open to the universe as well. About an old fifteen, yeah, fifteen going into sixteen, all this stuff started coming, and all this like yeah information, and and I love music. You know, I always have done. I was listening to a lot of like rock and roll music at this time, um, you know, bands like uh, Nirvana and Marilyn Manson mm-hmm. and stuff like this, like a bit darker end. Mm-hmm. But I really loved it, uh, and still do. Um, and um, it came to me. So I was playing a lot with my friend, me and my friend Dan Bell. We'd be practicing together, you know, like a little garage band setup kind of stuff, and just making songs up. Um, yeah. Neither of us were particularly trained, but we would just jam and just make songs on the spot. And make, we made about seven or eight albums. So no way! Just, just taping it onto small, you know, small cassette. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, well, and it was just me and him, and it was very loose. Uh, and then I just knew, I knew within myself, in one hand, I was gonna work with sound and music, and in the other hand, I was gonna help. Save the world <laughs> was the words that were coming through. And when I was like 16, I was like, well, I'm going to really do something here. Um, and around the same sort of time, I remember it as being like a voice kind of came into my head. And it, and it's when I was thinking, oh, I'm going to work with this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And the voice um, kind of came into my head. And it was like, wait until you have something real to say. Yeah. Mm. And then me being 16 year old, was like looking at the world around me, looking at the bands around me, the music situation around me, and it wasn't, didn't feel good, you know. And there was like bands would come and they'd make a really good album or two and then just disappear. Yeah. Uh, get into like lots of drugs and yeah. kind of break up, you know. And then I'm looking at my heroes like uh, Jim Morrison, yeah. uh, Hendrix, Kirk Bain, yeah. uh, all these people who were like incredibly talented and hit the bottle, hit the drugs music industry and like singing kind of a lot of sadness into the world as well as I mean all free expression I was just like is this where I'm supposed to go and something in me was just like no um, so I put a blocker on it and kind of stepped back away from sharing my gifts which yeah. would be my voice and music uh, until I got to 36 when mm. I was going through like a massive breakdown mm. uh, in my life it was just I was dying, um, like in all kinds of different ways. And that's when I decided to head over to India at the beginning of my third year of studying fine art in London. Uh, mm-hmm. I, took, I went over to India to finish my art degree and to f- like find a new life or mm-hmm. my old life, if you like. This like, was so when you were 36. This is when I was so 30, 20 years after that initial. 20, uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so, and so that was the big change. Basically, it felt like I put a block on it, and that lasted for twenty years, which just built guilt and shame mm. around my voice, around my music. Like I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, and it built up an incredible amount of fear around my voice and around sharing music and mm. around my gifts with music. A lot of fear and guilt, 
And um, and then yeah, then it got to the age of thirty six when I started tapping into that and being able to access it. Yeah, mm. very uh, beautiful and a bit sad at the same time. Mm. Yeah, um, but also resonates with me a bit as well. Uh, so I, I would like to ask you, like during these twenty years, obviously you were in your twenties and then early thirties. Um, did you? feel like you were did you were you focused on any sort of healing you know were you on, could you say we were on a healing journey or a spiritual journey at all or were you just part of the world like the you know day-to-day regular material world <laughs> um like i definitely wasn't part of like the normal society or normal world i was quite removed from it Okay. Um, I was very sex jokes and rock and roll. Oh, I see. Like really sex jokes and rock and roll. Um, so I'd be going out to like concerts all the time, to gigs, to festivals and stuff like that. And I would be, rather than a healing journey, I was more of a uh, destructive journey, mm-hmm. yeah, self-destructive journey for sure. Yeah, and I was just like, I, I didn't, I look back and I didn't have an off switch. So I would go and I would be like, you know, the first one to kind of get on it, drugs and alcohol and stuff wow. like this, and be like, bam, all the different types of drugs I was taking, all like mm-hmm. a lot of the time. And uh, yeah, and then the night would be going on, and people would get to sleep, and I'd just be like, ah, I'm still going, you know, sunrise coming up, I'd be ah, I'm still <laughs> like reaching for another bottle of wine, go, 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 I'd wake people up, cook everybody breakfast. Take wow. us all down to the bar, to the pub. Tiny mug. For like, for this, uh, yeah, large percentage of our 20 years. So you're like a, a party man, party person. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. This resonates a bit with me. Uh, I wasn't really a party person, but I was, I was definitely a workaholic. Mm. Uh, like in my 20s, uh, living in New York, I definitely joined that sort of crowd of, um, that, that mentality almost, culture of working working, working, and mm. any sort of uh, free time or time outside of the work is either me being lazy or either me not being productive. So I would always think about work and how can I work more and how can I succeed? Like, like the, the, the path to success was through, through that for me, you know, and similar kind of maybe with you, like I was going on a downslope because I definitely got burned out. After years of doing that and realize that that's not really the way. Uh, and maybe similar to you, I'm curious. Um, but looking back now, I see it as a catalyst because like it, it brought me to a place where I was so deep into the hole, a dark hole mostly. That's how I kind of how I describe it. That the only way from there was up or probably dying. <laughs> but since I'm still alive, like I had to climb up. Uh, and I'm thankful for those, those lessons, you know, for those uh, times hard, they were really hard, but they brought me here and they studied my whole healing and spiritual journey. Do you, do you feel like this is what kind of happened to you? For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then the more I look at it as well, like going back to when I was like a young man, like I knew I had like this, um, like real connection to the universe, real connection to mm-hmm. music, uh, especially um, like for instance, I would used to just plug in my electric guitar and just play for like hours, you know, and 
I was like, this is, I knew, I was like, this is me playing. Like, yeah. it's just, it's coming through. Divine coming through. Divine coming through me, yeah. And also with my voice, like, I was always scared to sing, but when I did sing, it would be um, just strange sounds, for example. It would be like, uh, you know, so my guitar would be da 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 down, you know, kind of rock and roll. Yeah. My voice would be like, hang out, there's a disturbance. There was no correlation in my mind. And, uh, but I knew I had some kind of power and also some kind of, therefore, I felt like, and this was me, like, I was, felt quite switched on when I was in man and I felt like, wow, I've got this incredible connection. And therefore, this in access to this incredible energy mm. um, or power, or, you know, whatever you want you call mm-hmm. it, power, looking at it more from an energetical sense rather than uh, anything else. And therefore, it felt like it needed a certain amount of respect. Um, and um, and I just felt like I didn't, I just didn't have that. You know, it wasn't, it didn't come together. I, was, I think I was too young for it at the time. So then I was quite scared of it. Hmm. Um, at the same time, and so then I felt like I would use my lifestyle to hide from that, um, you know, to, to hide from the truth and the beauty that I knew within myself that was like a burning fire within myself. It was almost like it was too hot. It was like, I was afraid of it, yeah. So then I would, and I would catch myself doing that time after time. It would come to a chance where I was like, oh, I could make some music with these people. And I would just like grab a bottle of vodka and light the tune, just like, numb it down. And just like <laughs> destroy myself, yeah. yeah. With it, yeah. Do you, um, now in hindsight, obviously, and with the wisdom that you've accumulated ever since, mm-hmm. do you know why? Do you have an idea why did that happen? Yeah, so again, it's coming back to the healing journey. Um, mm-hmm. So seeing everything as like a cyclic. Um, you know, and having to deep go down into the depths to come back up to the to the light, if you like. Um, taste the darkness. To taste the darkness, and it's also like, well, like what's hidden in the darkness were like my fears, my mm. fear of responsibility um, for myself, for my own actions, for my truth, um, for the beauty within you know and this responsibility this heaviness that surrounded that of of the need to express that into the world um and so then by immersing myself in the darkness for me looking back at it now i'm like well i look at it as a societal thing so it's happening deep within me it's happening deep within us uh you know as a as a species yeah so then what's become more and more apparent is we're, as a species, we're afraid of our life, we're afraid of our power, we're afraid of our sovereignty, or we have been. You know, this is where we're coming from. Yeah. You know, so again, I want to be careful with my words rather than saying we are. I like to say, you know, we have been. I like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're moving away from that. You know? Definitely. Um, yeah, so we have been scared of our power. We have been scared of our light and our love and our truth and our beauty. Um, and so we go into the depths to kind of hide from that. Mm-hmm. But it's again, it's, um, you know, from the, from the nothingness, from the emptiness, that's where the light shines from. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Very powerful. Mm-hmm. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing. Uh, and again, like, it resonates with me. Like, um, 
I do feel like I had to go through my own darkness, through my own uh, time in the dark hole in order to kind of complete a circle like you're like you're describing mm-hmm. and kind of to know the depths of my own psyche, my own self mm-hmm. and what my limits are as well and how and then also I feel like to know how to climb back up. So if I ever fall there again, I am I have the confidence and the trust and the faith that I'm alright. I'll I've done this already before. Sure. Yeah, and then and then not only that, but then of course, and I think this resonates with you as well. Like we could help other people from their place. hundred percent. Yeah, that's yeah, what I was going which to is say. what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, and I felt that like all the way through my life. Like I've had a lot of like very heavy stuff, like in like my first relationships, my my family stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's a lot of like dark, like weird stuff was happening. Um, my friends, like really weird stuff, you know. Um, and every time I came out of it, I was like, well, why did that happen? And it's like, ah, oh, so it's taught me like what that is. And yeah. Yeah, if you see other people like struggling with that, you can help them. And again, if you need to return to that yourself, you know, there's always a reason. Like, sometimes you need right. to get back into the shadows to just pull a little bit more of yourself out to, um, incorporate a little bit more of that dark psyche. And yeah. Then, Befriend exactly, and yeah. not to have fear of the darkness. Yeah, right. Like we yeah. cultivated throughout the ages, I guess, uh, this sort of fear about the dark. And of course, there could be fearful things in the dark hiding there. But most of the times, if you shine a light on them, they are not as fearful as as we think they are. It's just an unknown that it's the most scary to us. And if we make friends with that, I think we can emerge much richer and uh, open and loving and better. hundred percent. And I think that goes the other way as well. Being like scared of the unknown, of the infinite amount of love and light that we can right. give and receive is possibly, is that more scary than what's in the shadows? <laughs> right. Yeah. Very paradoxical, but yeah, it is true. Um, before we get into the next uh, kind of uh, topic about where you are now, I would like to invite you to sing us a song. Yeah. Or uh, use your magic. Okay. <laughs> In however way, whatever instrument you want to. So, I think um, to begin with, we can just, I'm just going to do like a very short, I guess, introduction to the sound here. Like, yes. Yeah. Yes. And then, um, yeah, possibly later on, uh, I could. Yeah. Pick up my guitar. Yeah. Perfect. It's perfect. Yes, it's perfect. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, so here um, within this dome, you know, so right now we're like in this real beautiful spiritual vortex, which we call Lake Atitlan, Mm -hmm. uh, right in the central uh, part of America, Guatemala. And to me, this land is like very sacred, and I've learned a lot here and been shown a lot here. And I have like so much respect for the people that live here and the spirits and and everything like this, you know. So before I do any kind of ceremony, any kind of sound ceremony or something like this, I would always call in spirits and guides sure. um, to be with us and just to be present and to show them respect and um, invite them in. Yes, thank yeah. you for that. We're here to witness your uh, your medicine, so yeah, you're super welcome. 
So again, before anything, and even if it's just something small and something light, we never know what can ripple out of this, right? Uh, and so it's it's great to serve everything with this um, feeling of uh, of respect, you know, and of, reverence. Uh, uh, I yeah. like that. Yeah. Thank you uh, for this reminder to me and to the world because it's very important. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, you're welcome. So uh, so yeah. Before we start, um, I want to um, invite in our spirit guides and our spirit animals to be with us today. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being in this space and supporting us on our healing journey. I'd like yeah. to invite in all angelic beings working for and with us to be with us on this healing journey today. And thank you for holding this beautiful sacred space. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. And I call in all light beings as well, working for our group and whoever's listening to us at home as well. May these sounds be well received and may the vibrations of our love and our truth be emanated out uh, across the planet. And then, blessing is the love.
Wow. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Stefan. You're welcome. I um I definitely feel, you know, in my body, just my body softening a bit. My voice even going down a bit, calming down. So um yeah, the, the power of sound is like really potent. Especially with someone like you who knows how to harness it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, okay. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Um, okay. Next thing I'm I'm curious about is you know the talk a bit about the past and how did you get into this, and I'm curious today in the present moment. Yeah. Where are you with uh? On your healing journey, uh, as as you are going through it, as your own healing, and then as the gifts you're sharing with the world. Yeah, super nice. So, um, so the first thing that uh, springs to mind is yeah. a a little theory. I'm I'm a real thinker, and I like to philosophize quite a lot and theorize. Um, theorize even and um one of the first things that came into my awareness um as i started giving and sharing like my healing sense if you like yeah. or creating these healing environments is um a, a small phrase just popped into my head and it was healers heal by healing Ooh. yeah so that's deep yeah so by yeah, by stepping into your healing space, creating healing spaces and allowing your gifts, um, which I believe we all have, you know, um, we all have uh, innate gifts one way or another to heal ourselves and to heal others around you. Um, and so I really feel by like creating these spaces, um, yeah, we're dropping into a deeper space of, you know, Open, opening ourselves up, opening up ourselves to be in this vulnerable space by sharing. Um, for me, with music and with my voice, um, it's coming from a very vulnerable space, as I explained before. Yeah. And um, and by stepping into that space more and more, and little by little, um, it's really enabling me to come through and to gain confidence within myself. Um, and going through like all these like difficult times of being like, oh, I need to share a song in front of people and mm -hmm. like it being completely, um, the most frightening thing in the world and kind of battling through it and singing like, ah, you know, this kind of stuff and being like, well, it's okay. You know, at the end being like, oh, it's a disaster and I didn't do so well and people think I'm rubbish. And then looking back on that and being like, it's part of the process. Part of the process it's all part yeah. of the healing process, yeah. Um, so where I am at the moment in myself is coming to this real acceptance of that, of divine timing and not, you know, not having to force things too much. Um, what I found at the beginning of my own particular journey was I would, I was shown like, the top of the proverbial mountain, if you like, I felt like I was taken to like heaven mm -hmm. when I was in Rishikesh in India. Um, 
I spent like uh, about five nights sleeping by the Ganges River when it was lockdown 2020. Mm. And I felt like I was showing up heaven and the possibilities of this interconnectedness. It was like this spiritual awakening, if you, if you like. It was yeah. bam, it was so full power. And then I was just smashed down and back down into earth. And it broke my heart. It felt like my mm. open heart had just been ripped out of my chest, you know. Wow. Um, and then from then, I've just been like, oh, I've got to get back to that place. I need to get there. And I would be doing like, you know, like eight day water fasts by myself. I'd be doing like all kinds of like really pushing myself hard. Mm-hmm. Um, out of the need to get back there. Out of the need to purify and get rid of whatever I felt it was holding me back, which mm-hmm. quite often has felt like external sources um, holding me back. Um, yeah. And for me, um, just now it's coming to this place of being like, okay, it's nice to go a little bit extreme to see what your, see what your edges Mm-hmm. Um, but um, just doing things little by little um, is where the real work is. It's like, can you can you can you be a normal person, uh, whatever that is? Um, <laughs> yeah, being this kind of normal like person who like makes mistakes and like you know yeah. maybe sleeps in sometimes and. Yeah. You know, being having, human, being human, having your human needs met. Um, to me, the true spiritual work is is balancing that. It's like being is like being truly human. You know? There's nothing more natural than being truly human, which is what we are. So then, for me, it's like, how can I be truly human and truly true to my um, <laughs> to my human self? Yeah. Um, whilst maintaining this level of um, respect and reverence for everything else that's coming to me you know we have this um uh tendency to separate the spiritual life from a normal life yeah yeah and i think creating that separation is possibly not the not the way forward you know it's like it's actually embodying um it's actually embodying the spiritual life along with the physical life, along with the emotional life, along with the you know physical self. Yeah. Um, so this is where I am on my journey at the moment. And as as I grow and evolve, I always find that my teachings um, are well received because the right people come to me at the right time in their journey. Yeah. So. I might not get somebody who's been on their healing journey for like 20 years. Maybe, maybe they're a little bit more advanced from me without wanting to sound in any way negative. Mm -hmm. But maybe uh, the lessons that I've got, um, uh, maybe they've learned them already, Mm -hmm. but I'm learning them just now. Mm -hmm. And so the people that come to me are also in the right frame of mind to receive that. Um, another little anecdote came from, um, from space for me as well and it was like my uh, students are my greatest teachers you know yeah. so I, I'm holding space and teaching people especially with voice activation and stuff like this and sound healing teaching sound healing and vocal activation yeah and it's my students they teach me how to teach it's so beautiful um so many nuggets of gold that you just said there um wow 
but first of all, I just want to say like thank you for this very down to earth um, share of your own process of your own experience that feels and I'm sure it resonates and relates to it relates to me first of all and I'm sure to other people who you know like are regular humans <laughs> as all of us yeah. and maybe they had a glimpse of something more and then it's harder to get back into that Zen mountain up there or back to Rishikesh or even to Lake Atitlan or to this sort of heavens of, um, of, of good energy and, uh, you know, uh, a life that is much more peaceful versus the chaotic life of a big city, for example. Mm. I had this uh, sort of... Um, understanding uh, fortune to understand this lesson let's call it uh, when I was in Dharamsala as well uh, looking for I was like on my own spiritual journey at the time this was 2019 I mean I still am on the journey I just started it I meant uh, and I was looking for that Zen place like this I was imagining myself living in a uh, in a monastery or in the forest in the mountain who, who knows where uh, out, but definitely out of the chaos of the Western world. Um, that was my plan pretty much. And I arrived there in Dharamsala, which is, uh, like Rishikesh and like Lake Latitlan, one of these holy Zen places. Um, and I'm going to the monastery the first day, first morning that I went to the monastery and just to cut the story short, like the universe gave me this lesson right away. Like pretty much, uh, I was seeing the documentary. They, they were showing the documentary at the nun at the monastery about this nun who, um, was living in a cave for 12 years and that's what she wanted to do her whole life. But obviously the universe works in mysterious ways. And long story short again, uh, she realized that to be Zen or to be, you know, to, to reach her full potential is not to stay in a Zen place in a cave where she was happy, but to be in the middle of the chaos because that's where diamonds are formed. And that's where, um, you know, underneath all that pressure is where we can, we have the chance to actually show our true potential. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah, that, that was my, probably the, one of the biggest lessons that I've learned because, uh, yeah, I was just running away as well. Mm -hmm. And then the universe said, Hey, you should probably go back to the chaos and live there. Be a human. Yeah. First of all, <laughs> live your human experience. And then slowly, slowly, step by step, cultivate a lot of patience. And then step by step, you'll get there, but don't try to run away from it. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I think, uh, a lot of that can be um, like thanks for sharing. And, sure. And uh, I think a lot of a lot of that kind of uh, when we get a little bit too and everybody uh, everybody can do this and it's perfectly natural, but you get a little bit too attached to maybe this like spiritual life. Right. And it's like oh no, now I'm just a yogi and I meditate and I uh, you know I don't every now I don't hurt people. Yeah, and I'm not going to have sex again. Right. is evil, and it's like. It's again, it's like it, it can be seen as a trap because we're uh, now denouncing everything we used to do, you know. So then it's like denouncing our like humanity, 
Exactly. Yeah, it's like, no, like we are sexual animals, you know. I mean, like this is where we came from. Yeah. You know, like what created us, sex, you know. What I mean, yeah. so then to say that that's in any way inherently wrong. Yeah. Um, is like, how can that be? Um, and um, yeah, like you say, I f- I feel like, and there's nothing wrong with that, and it's part of the cycle, and it's like we have to, you know, we come from chaos on on the normal world, which has become quite chaotic into these places of like the Garden of Eden, yeah. you know, these uh, ashrams and stuff yeah. like this. And you pick up some information and learn them. And as my first ever teacher, Steve Sword, said to me, he's like, you're going to have to go back home. <laughs> because it's only by returning back home that you um, you learn how to use these skills. Mm-hmm. Like you can sit in an ashram and meditate for 30 years and then go back home and just fall yeah. apart. And be, I can, you probably wouldn't know what to do and you'd have to go back to the ashram. So it's like it's yeah. like going into these other zones, like the hero's journey with Joseph Campbell, you know, where you start off at home, something happens, you go into the underworld, pick up gifts, and the true, um, the, tr- the true um, poignancy, the true uh, direction, the true meaning of the whole journey is how do you get that back home? Yeah. You know, how can you pick up treasure? And how much of it can you return home with and incorporate that into your normal life? Yeah. Um, and that's where you become of service to the world. Absolutely. You know? And to yourself. And, you and to yourself. yourself. And you let things go and you collect things. And you let things go and collect things. Um, yeah, and I see that with money as well. I think money is a big thing that's coming up for me personally at the moment. Mm. And I guess societally as well is like, um, we've inherently in the West been told that money is the root of all evil. Right. Um, you know, like you think about all the bad guys, villains in movies, James Bond, like the bad guys are billionaire, millionaire. Right. The Simpsons, you got Mr. Burns, the evil <laughs> millionaire, uh, 101 Dalmatians, you know, all across the media. It's like money is evil, bad, 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 bad. And it's like, well, how if like the people with the really good intentions, how about if they had all the money? Right. And the people that are like destroying the world, how about if they didn't have all the money? Right. Um so for me it's like um it, it's a way of um you know, this it's it's reforming our relationship to it. And for me this is this is a big, big part of where I am at the moment. It's like I am reforming my relationship with food. Why? Because food is one thing we need to nourish ourselves, and it's one way we're really destroying the planet, and we're very wasteful with right. it. Um, money, it's like money, if you can control that power and have that in your in your hand without just, like, you know, spunking it all away. Right. Um, but, like, harnessing that energy and, like, having reverence for each energy. Sex, you know? Sex, we've, again, we've been... Um, it's just been like thrown as pornography. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you know, and like one night yeah. stands and stuff like that. And it's like, well, sex isn't bad. It's our relationship that yeah. needs to change, you know? And I think that's all the way across the board with every part of our lives. It's like nothing's inherently bad, but if we exactly. admit it from like a really humble way and a place of respect and reverence for everything, then everything is acceptable and that's where we become whole. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like it's, uh, it's really important what you're saying and uh, like I think first of all understanding that all of these things food money sex uh, like if we 
if we see them from a from them being energy, yeah. and energy can vibrate at different frequencies. Mm -hmm. Currently in the society, they mostly vibrate at the shadow frequency, at the lower frequency, and that's why we have so many problems, and that's why we get attached to it, to them, or um, or create resistance to them, like money is evil, yeah. um, which creates, you know, attachment and resistance is like uh, two sides of the same coin. Yeah. Um, there's the issue, but if we are able to really understand them and to optimize that and transcend that into a, a higher frequency, then we could have, as you're saying, a different relationship to them. And then we can really allow them to, you know, we can use them as energy or as a tool and do what we are here to do with their help, not uh, be controlled by them like in the... Like not 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 become um like possessed by the power of the of the ring. Uh, yeah, when you were talking like this, this other um, quote or or saying came to me too that um, money corrupts. Like people, good people get corrupted by money, like or by power in general. And that's also like a norm in the society, like a, a belief in the society. But what I've heard recently. And and I like it, like resonates with me is that no money or the power doesn't really corrupt. It just um what was it? Um it just shows who you really are. Yeah. It's just uh, reveals. It doesn't corrupt, it reveals. So if you're already, you know, at a shadow shadow level within yourself and then you get the power, you'll just promote more of that. Yeah. Um but if you are have done the healing, the work, the you're in a good place yourself, yes. then you can use it for Spreading more of that. Yeah. Spreading. If you're loving, you'll spread more love. Hundred percent, right? Yeah. 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 I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. And um yeah, and again I feel like everything everything we do on our own individual journeys is for the greater good, for the societal good. You know, and so like uh, the whole planetary vibration will be right. like lifting up. And uh, this is where we're coming to is to be able to like yeah like you say harness these energies you know there's yeah. um you know it's, it's well written in Vedic scriptures and you know Egyptian um, and everything like this like uh, very ancient knowledge that our our spiritual energy our cosmic energy our life forces our sexual energy yeah. as well you know yeah. and so by depleting this yeah. uh, you know masturbation like just sleeping around. Uh, it's, it's just leaking this energy out. And it's like, if we want to be, and again, again, it comes back to this fear for me. It comes back for this fear of like, oh my God, we've got this power of true creation, right. true manifestation. We can do and be anything we want to be. Yeah. It's so scary. So you know? scary, yeah. yeah. And especially if you're told that it's wrong as well. Right. And coming back from like what we were told from the whole uprising of like the, and the church and stuff yeah, stuff so like that's been like it's sinful yeah. and stuff like this and working with plant magic is sinful, it's wrong, it's the devil's work and stuff like this. You know, it's ingrained in our in our genes. In our genes, yeah. DNA, yeah. exactly. So yeah, so now we're like taking our genes off and yeah. we're giving them a good life. <laughs> yeah, 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 we are. those genes back <laughs> and work and work in those genes. That's pretty much what what we have to do as a planetary level. I totally yeah. agree. And uh, I'm optimistic actually myself because I do see more and more people opening up to that and showing up and doing uh, that sort of work. Yeah. Um, 
I am a bit, I guess I am, I am a bit scared. I hope we don't get to colonize other planets before we do that work. Yeah. <laughs> because we will just spread more of it into the universe. <laughs> so hopefully we don't get to Mars too soon. <laughs> big time, big time. Yeah. I just don't personally think it's possible. You know what I mean? It's like levels of a game. Right. Like we're not going to get up to like the next level of the game until, until we need to exactly. part of ourselves. I agree. Like, I agree. It's just not there. Yeah. I mean, so it's like, again, then it's like coming back to this universal trust of just being like all in good time. Exactly. Only in good time. When we're ready, we will be ready yeah. and it will just happen. Yeah. Not like, yeah. oh my God, we need to be ready. Like the world's going to end unless we're ready. Right. No, 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 no. The world will, and be reborn when we are ready. Yeah. It's just the way it's going to be. Yeah, and it goes back to just trust, faith, right? And yeah. in divine timing. Yeah. And in a divine, in the divine, yeah, in the divine intelligence. Yeah. Something outside of us. Um, and yeah, with. I just want to say for me, that word trust is like a big thing that's coming through for me at the moment. It's like by, by, rebuilding these relationships rather than pushing them away and being like, oh no, like I shouldn't like yeah. have money, shouldn't have sex, shouldn't eat this kind of food, da 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 da. But by building trust within yourself and being like, then what is good for me? Like what works for me? Like okay, yeah. maybe like having sex occasion works for me, but with who? And right. it's like what's good for me? Right. And what's good for the other person? And then we're building this beautiful trust within ourselves. Right. Um, and then, like you say, and then only then can we have trust in the outside. You know, once we really truly trust ourselves, we can really surrender to the trust of, uh, and that for me is when this kind of that alchemy exactly. of the outside and the inside world just come together. And that's exactly. how and that's our, that is our alchemy there. Exactly. And then how powerful would that be, right? Like a whole society that just trusts themselves and trusts each other. Yeah. And there are no more fences and no more reasons to close up and to separate and to go into that sort of uh, fear uh, fears and fear-based uh, behavior and just be able to live and love and trust absolutely so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. without even the fear of that might not happen you know what i mean just being like well yeah be like well if it happens beautiful if it doesn't happen beautiful like let's just trust most of yeah the open yeah whatever it's I love that. I love this. Yeah. And I love this, what this conversation, um, went. <laughs> um, yeah. But to, to come back a bit to, to the sound medicine mm-hmm. and to your own uh, practice. Yeah. I'm curious, do you, you know, to cultivate this sense of presence and down to earthness and the uh, wisdom that you, that you're showing? Uh, do you have any particular practices, regular practices that you're doing, or how do you maintain that, and how do you cultivate that? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you know, it's it's an ongoing it's an ongoing thing, mm-hmm. and I think it's personalized for like everybody. Like, what's 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 your particular needs? For me, there's no like one uh, one size fits all mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Um, and for me, it's been, it's been really finding out again, what, like, how have I broken my own trust in the past and realizing like why I've broken my own trust in my past and then sort of reforming that. What can I do to rebuild my own trust? 
And for me, it's come to like relying on myself. How can I really rely on myself and uh, make uh, my life fit my needs, my mm-hmm. true needs, mm-hmm. my my yeah, my true my true needs, my honest needs. Um, and that's been a mixture of like real dedication of being like, I'm going to get up at you know a set time. About six o'clock in the morning seems to work for me pretty good because I like the evening as well. Um, especially for music and creativity, mm-hmm. I find like the nighttime is like it's nice for this, you know. Um, so then, yeah, it's like getting up in the morning, doing some stretching and and movement exercise, mm-hmm. like to get the blood moving. Again, we're like eighty percent muscle mass water, and water can stagnate when it's just sat for a while. So I have to lie yeah. down for so long, get up, and movements, and then it's like, do I need a set yoga routine that I do every morning for an hour? No. For me, no. I'm like, I'm going to work with the energy of how I wake up. And generally, I need some nice feminine. I've got a lot of masculine. I've got a lot of like, get up, do, think, do, mm. think, make it happen, yeah. do. So I'm like, okay, so how do I balance that out? Is it by waking up, getting up, doing, do this, <laughs> do that? I'm like, that isn't balancing out my overactive masculine right. energies. What I need is more fluid, so I'll lie in bed and I'll do some stretches and I'll just like ah, feel into myself and move around and be like natural and be more feminine and more fluid, you know what I mean? And ah, like this and then be like, hmm, what do I feel like I'm doing now? Maybe a small yoga routine might feel good. Maybe a bit of qigong. Mm-hmm. Um, meditation, I find the best for me is meditating in the morning and the evening for sure. Um, for at least like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that if I can do an hour in the morning and an hour in the evening, that's optimal for me. But my biggest spiritual practice just right now is being lenient on myself. I mean, like, you know, like rather than being like, oh, you know, why can't I just get up and do this? And why can't I do that hour? And oh, I miss that hour. Well, I only made it for very well. 39 minutes. Not yeah, it's just been like, do what you can, yeah. do do your best, and like if you can't quite make it, like that's okay. You just do what you can, do what feels good for you right now, and give yourself a break. You know, yeah. that's my spiritual practice at the moment. Give, give myself a break. a break. It's like, yeah, I can do it, and I can push myself, and I can be very masculine. Right. And what's the what's the opposite of that? It's been like allowing it, being feminine, right. and, and building trust within myself. Exactly. Um, so that's my biggest practice. Um, my diet has come in. I eat a lot of raw food. Um, I think this is to do with my energy work. So I'm an energy worker. I work with vocal sound healing, yeah. which is a deep shamanic practice. I was taught um, by my teacher, Chris Blanchard, in Wales, in the UK, um, in 2021. I was taught this. And um, so I found out by being the clearest uh, channel for myself if my body feels clear like if i'm eating like raw food twice a day not snacking not eating crisps chocolate and stuff like that it builds up a confidence within myself that um i'm clear and i'm clean and my channels are very clean so when i'm working on other people and holding space for other people i feel like i'm doing the best that i can yeah for, for them and therefore for myself um and that comes with like routine like not eating like, what am I exposing myself to, you know, going to, like, ecstatic dancers and stuff where it's kind of got this kind of maybe more, like, people are taking magic mushrooms and other one hugging and there's this quite sort of sexual kind of polyamorous mm. kind of vibes. 
I, I like to dip into that, but exposing myself to those energies all the time doesn't feel like it's so good for me. Mm. You know, but then cutting it out completely is also disaster for Right. You know what I mean? I want to be around that because it's part of me. I love it. Right. Yeah. But it's not so... Um, but you've developed a, a self-awareness that you know where your limits are and how to balance it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it's an ongoing thing. Yeah. It's not, and it changes. Right. You know, you can be like, oh, I've got my practice. This is what works for me. And this is what I'm going to do. And right. then the universe can just <laughs> flip the coin and be like, oh, well, then you learn that now. Let's <laughs> not do that. You know? Right. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's flowing with the punches. Um, some days, you know, maybe I'll have a week or two weeks where I'm like, getting up at six every morning, going to bed, you know, sleeping at 10 every night, doing my practice, like writing songs, doing really well. And then being like, I just need to take a rest and go for a walk and I eat in a restaurant. Yeah. And like yesterday, for example, I went and ate out twice. Yeah. I even ate some chicken because I felt like it. And just yeah. testing myself. Yeah. And testing like what that. feels right rather than being mm-hmm. so rigid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So letting go of rigidity yeah. and inviting more of smoothness and mm. flowing with it right exactly so yeah and experimenting experimenting too, experimenting yeah. yeah yeah but definitely like a, a clean living is good meditation yeah yoga practice movement practice is really good breathing practice do you do any sound uh yeah so um this is the for me this is the gift of teaching and um, mm. so this is my work uh, if you'd like to call it work is like giving sound to you and again, I come back to healers heal by healing. By healing. Like me playing constantly like sound healings for people uh, is giving myself the same same thing, you know. Um, and uh, the same with my vocal work as well. I'm teaching people constantly like similar routines with their voice. And every time I do that, I'm empowering my own voice, right? empowering my own confidence in my own singing yeah, and reminding myself like constantly you know i mean like a few times a week yeah and um, what this is you know and i'm just like wow it's like i'm training myself by training others yeah as well, which is a true gift true gift. yeah it's a true gift yeah um yeah and i do things i've got these tuning forks these are tuning forks uh, by biosonics which are really good and you can do like set things and like uh, this is all for retraining uh, the nervous system a lot of that mm. goes into so you've heard of like binaural beats mm-hmm. I like to use binaural beats as well for my own meditations really connect with sound mm-hmm. yeah. again by being a sound healer yeah, it seems like sound is like an integral part of like my own healing practice as well naturally <laughs> absolutely so yeah and I kind of overlook it a little bit so thanks for bringing that <laughs> right. yeah, so it just it just happens you know? <laughs> yeah um, thank you for um for that, for the yeah. detailed uh, description of your current practice, current uh, way you are cultivating all the goods into your life, mm. um, and I would like to invite you to to play or sing another okay. another song to use your magic again. Fantastic! Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Um, and one thing that just popped up as well, maybe for your listeners as well. Yeah. Um, so sound healing, we can do sound healing on ourselves and our voice. Um, many, many sound healers that I research in my readings say that our voice is the most powerful sound healing instrument that we have. You know, you can spend thousands of dollars on mm. gongs and bowls and stuff like this. It's your voice. Yeah. And this is what I 
have been taught and what I pass on is that we are all unique instruments. Mm. Our bodies are our instruments and our voices are like our tuning uh, key, our tuning tools. Mm. So, so each body is unique, each voice is unique, and your voice is perfectly tuned for healing your body. For healing my body. Can you expand a bit on that? This is very interesting. Yeah. So this is why I wanted to just go into it again for yeah. our listeners. Yeah, thank you. So what we can do is, um, is we can just do like a short healing for, uh, um, together. Yes. Yeah. And, um, so there's many different ways to look at this and you can look at like, um, the chakra system and the sounds of the chakras. Mm-hmm. And you can attune your voice to the sounds of the chakras as we did in that workshop mm-hmm. that you joined me. Yeah. And um, we're not going to go into that because it's quite a long process. Um, but you can access that kind of thing on YouTube if you yes. YouTube like chakra, uh, healing vocal, you know, these kind of have it in the podcast description. Yeah. These are kinds of things. Yeah. Um, but what I wanted to come to was just simple humming. Okay. Um, so we're gonna, there's three of us here today and we're gonna just do, um, we're going to just do humming with ourselves. Yeah. And I invite your listeners to do this as well. So if you Love take it. your fingers, uh, like, um, uh, the two, two, first two fingers together. So the index and the middle fingers are together. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're going to put them just on our necks underneath our ears. Yeah. And there's like a soft spot yeah. sort of underneath your ears. Yeah. Uh, and then we're just going to hum. So I invite your listeners to do this as well. Place your fingers just below your ears and then we'll take a nice deep breath in together. And let's take a sigh out. And then the next time we breathe in, we're just going to start humming to ourselves. Yeah? So closed mouths and humming. So breathing in. As we're doing this, your fingers will be able to hear hear the vibration yes. of of your um, of your humming. And what we have is our vagal nerve, uh, our vagus nerve. It runs down and it touches on most of the internal organs throughout, and it passes just here where our fingers are now. Oh, really? And so by humming, we're actually giving our vagus nerve a massage. Which is in charge of our, you know, our, our nervous system, our yeah. parasympathetic, parasympathetic, um, parasympathetic nervous system. Yeah. So just by humming, say if we're on a bus, if you're in a crowded place, or if you're feeling stressed and it's maybe hard to meditate, you can give yourself a sound healing just by humming. Yeah. So we're just going to. And you can up. relax and get into a rest. Exactly. You close your eyes down, listen to your humming. Yeah. And, um, the first ever sound healing we received would have been more than likely from our mothers when we were in our mother's wombs and mm-hmm. she had her, had her hands on her stomach mm-hmm. and she was just like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my baby, mm-hmm. you know, the singing nursery rhyme. Sure. This is our first ever sound healing and our connection was the human voice yeah, wow. as a healing. So let's just have another 30 seconds for swimming. Sure. You can move those fingers around and see and change your voice with the humming patterns and see what feels good for you. Mm. Yeah. So let's begin again, breathing in.
Sound healing. Sound healing for yourself. For yourself. Yeah, you don't need any instrument, you don't need anything. No instruments, no right or wrong way to do it, no particular pitch, key, frequency that you need. <laughs> uh, it's all about trusting your intuition and what feels right for you, what sounds yeah. calm you down, what sounds are maybe waking you up and activating you. Um, trusting your own inner wisdom and your own inner voice. Great. It's like nature equipped us with everything we need. Absolutely. So. <laughs> we, we might not need to buy all those pills, huh? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Super nice. Um, okay. Now we're gonna hear a song. Super welcome. 
Life is good. Life is good. <laughs> I love it. I wasn't expecting that. Might use that for something. <laughs> It's yours. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And your listeners. Thank you so much. Whew. That just brought a lot of joy in my face. Like, I cannot just close my mouth now and <laughs> smile. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Where are we? <laughs> um, okay. So we talked about the past. We talked about the present. I'm curious a bit about the future. How's your relationship with the future? <laughs> well, I mean, let me be more, more specific. Like, uh -huh. um, You know, where do you have a certain maybe image of where uh, you'd like to take your learnings, your wisdom, your healing towards in the future? Could be close future, could be long future. You know, where? So, where or what do you see yourself? So it's like I'm just finding now for the first time in this like in this month, to be honest, of being able to actually really um enjoy thinking about the future and feeling mm. like I've actually got some kind of control over my future as well, you know. Um so I come from the last pretty much four years, definitely three years of just being in complete surrender to spirit and where does spirit, God, the universe, um, my heart want, want, want me to go, you know, things that are kind of more ethereal and out yeah. of my own hands. It felt like I was just like, and having these, you know, I was having uh, pro prophetic dreams. I was following my literal dreams around the world. I was dreaming about places and going to finding them. Did you dream about this place? Yes. Oh. Yeah, this is why I'm in Lake Hatibani. I dreamt about volcanoes and this funny little blue house and wow. that was like full of my family and there's these volcanoes that like, I rose above and this purple sparkly magic was coming out of them. And at the same time, same sort of time, it was when I was in Mexico and um, the plant uh, medicine spirit of ayahuasca visited me in one dream and one vision. Mm. And so I spoke to my friend and she's like, look, you're doing sound healing, like this uh, plant medicine vibe is visiting you and you're dreaming about volcanoes. She was like, you need to go to South <laughs> There is one place. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard about this. Well, at the time, my phone, I turned my phone off for a month uh, and I'm like, I'm going there. So I traveled from Oaxaca. Mm -hmm. To hear like no phone crossing these borders. Wow, like back in the 80s, 90s. Yeah, it was like <laughs> super old school. I had no idea where I was going, or what was going on, what exchange. Did you use like a paper map? <laughs> Literally nothing. I, mean, I just wow. like, asking people, you know, how do I get to the border of, you know, the frontier of Guatemala, da da da. Uh, anyway, so now that I've landed here, I've been here for 14 months. And uh, I've just recently turned 40 in mm. June, uh, 40 years old. And then this place here, which is now called Love. Um, I love it. Yeah, I love it. Too. <laughs> um, and uh, so I've just started to settle in here. I've got Hara the dog is with me now. And I'm just feeling like this expansive. And now I'm feeling like 
coming back to like trusting this power, trusting that mm. I can handle this power. Mm. What is this power? It's the power of self-belief, of self-trust. It's this power of like eating the right thing, but not being too hard on myself. It's the power yeah. of like doing the right routines, but not being too hard on yeah. myself. The power of like really practicing my music and uh, but not pushing it too hard, you yeah. know, and just like doing what I can and enjoying it, you know, and therefore like co-creating um, with the universe. With the universe, yeah. exactly. So rather than just being a full surrender to it and right. full devotion, it's like for me the paradox of the universe is like yes and no. It's like being full surrender, being full uh, passive mode of just like whatever the God wants me to do, I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. It's like yes and no. Because if you just do that, you're giving us power away as well. How can you right. how can you contain yourself and contain this trust and yeah. this power within you if you're just giving it all away to complete surrender? So I think it's both. So then, so like um, sorry to interrupt, but yeah. like combining the masculine with the feminine, not just going in one or the other. Exactly. So yeah. yeah. So like the feminine can be like complete surrender and yeah. completely passive. And it's like, yeah, that's a nice way to be, but we've also got to be uh, proactive. And we have our free will. Free will and creating for a reason. So let's do something with it. Let's do something with it. Let's play with it. Let's enjoy it. Um, so for the future, I see myself building from here. So I've been given this wonderful gift of this amazing space that we're in now. This uh, It's called a zone. It's a geometric uh, zone. zone. Yeah. So it's not quite a dome because it's kind of shaped like an onion or like a huge seed. Yeah, so I see this as more of a sound seed. Yeah, um, planting, planting seed. So like a womb. Or like a womb, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so it's very exciting. So I've got this space and I've started teaching like the vocal energy work, vocal sound here, mm -hmm. you know, teaching like the more, um, the more uh, regular uh, instrument orientated sound healing mm -hmm. as well. So this is really starting to pick up and I'm um, finding my own style and letting it teach me how to teach it. Mm. Um, so I think it teach me how to teach it. I, wow. Yeah. And but this is why I pass to my students as well. It's like, well, how do I play a singing bowl? And it's like, well, start playing it and <laughs> have a conversation with it. And it will teach you how to play it. Right. And you'll teach it how, you know, how, how you want to play it. Or, you know. Yeah. Your, your unique flavor of how. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm just having this conversation with any instrument or again with your own voice. Hmm. You know, there's no right or wrong way to sing. There's ways that may be more straining for your voice and can hurt um, and stuff like this, but maybe they sound kind of nice as well, hmm. you know, fully acceptable. Yeah. You know, um, so, um, so for the future, yeah, I see myself settling here for a longer term. I mm -hmm. feel that I felt quite ungrounded for the last five years and I'm really grounding in, mm -hmm. really finding the stability within myself and again coming back to trust and just being like, I like it here and I feel comfortable here. So yeah, I think growing, well, I know growing from here, um, I'm investing a lot of time and money into researching different uh, equipment. Mm -hmm. uh, so the crystal bowls are coming into my life now. I just have one, which we heard earlier. Um, and I'm calling in more of this into my life. So in the future, yeah, I would like to be providing a service of, of healing and creating healing spaces um, and then passing this knowledge on to people and empowering people to provide their own healing spaces and to grow. Yeah, and so they're like teaching themselves as well and letting the instruments and letting spirit guide them 
again, I don't think it's one size fits all. So yeah. um, empowering people to really trust themselves and be like, what is what is my special thing? You know? Yeah, it's important. Yeah, this is very important. So important. Yeah. Um, and growing from that, yeah, I'm going to be um, starting to supply and uh, and offer instruments and to supply to supply to instruments, yeah, yeah, to sell instruments as mm. well to to people and supplying like really top quality, really beautiful uh, healing instruments. Um, starting with the voice, which I'm already doing. <laughs> you, know. um, you are you are giving people their voice back. Yeah, no, really, right. really helping, helping yeah. people to find their voice. Yeah. 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 And this is like the biggest gift after having this 20 year block of then being able to like plug into my right. own voice and help other people right. plug into their voice. It's such a gift that you would never believe how that feels for me. It feels like such a blessing being able to open yeah. that up for myself and with other people. Yeah. I can see, I can see the excitement and joy in your, your being. It's very special. Yeah. It's very special. So yeah, going from the place, I would like to settle down more. Um, putting down more roots into the place, expanding uh, myself uh, as a practitioner, expanding the space that I do that from so I can reach more people. Um, I'm starting up my Instagram and YouTube stuff. It's like slowly, slowly coming into place. So then reaching a global audience, mm. people that can't make it to places like Lake Atitlan, like Del Masala, yeah. Um, they're maybe uh, you know a bit more tethered down, but everybody, well, about eighty percent, eighty percent of the world has uh, internet access, right? Um, so reaching, yeah, sending those healing and love vibrations across the world right. through digital means, same as you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so that's what I see for myself in the future and ceremonies as well. So, mm. so the plant medicines that came to me. Um, I wasn't expecting this. I wasn't aiming for it. It's not something that I had on my radar. And then did it just come to you boom, with, just came through, yeah. without you even opening up to them, or like without you being, for example, you said that you had a vision with ayahuasca. Yeah, that was without you having a ayahuasca ceremony. Yes, yeah, it came to me in my wow. dreams, and then when I was meditating one time, yeah, I was doing a mantra. I was doing Gayatri mantra. Uh-huh. Um, and I was about halfway through 108 rounds of the Gayatri Mantra, and I just had woof, these like huge visions were coming through. Wow. Um, yeah, and other times I've been meditating, like just flashes of visions coming in and different like what is that? Mm-hmm. You know, or maybe when I'm like in this liminal space, not quite sleeping. Mm-hmm. You know, like a vision will come. It's not quite a dream, but it's something else. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, yeah. So that called me, and then it's. Um, I started working with um, some shamans, um, like original Mexican, uh, like the original keepers of certain medicines mm-hmm. in Mexico. Um, and this is like a beginning of an initiation for me, working with more medicines, mm-hmm. working more in the psychonaut, mm-hmm. um, ex- yeah, sort of uh, plant medicine space, holding the space with mm-hmm. ceremony. This is, I, I really feel that's in my, in my future and it's something i'm walking into very steadily mm-hmm. with like 100 percent respect yeah very very slowly yeah. um yeah and coming back to it feels like coming back to something you know hmm. um you know i'm coming from the lands the british isles which uh, used to be called magic isles the druids the pagans yeah. and for sure they yeah. used to work with like the magic mushrooms stuff like yeah. this as well for their healing ceremonies and 
know, just ceremonies. And yeah. Stuff. So yeah, I feel like that's coming. Yeah, out. wow, lovely and powerful. Thank you for so much for sharing. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Whew, okay. Um, we are getting closer to to wrapping up uh, the episode, and just as the last question, maybe second to last question. <laughs> um, you know, we talked a lot about a lot of things, and we went pretty deep, and you've shared so much already, but. Uh, if we were to maybe sum it up or to bring up something completely new, yeah. what would be one thing from your own journey, from your own experience, uh, that you think would benefit the listeners, the world, um, like an advice or a tip or a practice? It's a good question. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Um, so the best advice I think to give anybody on their healing journey wherever they are on their healing journey or wherever they are on their journey in life yeah. you know, is, um, is just that everything is unfolding exactly as it needs to in exactly the right way that it needs to for your own particular soul journey you know the person might be your best friend might have a completely different path to walk than you yeah. even though you're very similar um so it's just trusting whatever's happening for your path that's unfolding to you whatever's coming to you um is is, is perfect for what you need if it feels right if it feels true to you then and trust your intuition trust your instincts yeah. uh, that it is right for you um and yeah not to not to try and push and force things too much and you know, maybe somebody's had one experience again coming back to plant medicines and stuff maybe mm-hmm. someone's had one experience and you might be like oh i want that experience mm-hmm. um but maybe it's not quite right for you, you mm-hmm. know? so like really trusting in the things that come to you in great timing and with um and with grace uh, let things unfold things unfold exactly how they should be trust yeah yeah i think that's so important yeah and slowly slowly yeah yeah, yeah is it slowly slowly as a society as we we already mentioned that like we are going back into cultivating that trust mm. to the divine into our own divine into our own power yeah yeah, so opening up to that is definitely a big step, it's an important step into the journey. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, and it's, um, you know, it's not like just snap your fingers, like have a realization right. and snap your fingers and you right. can embody it. It's um, it's like, fine, you might have like big realization and then it's like, you know, what are the steps to cultivate that, yeah. to be able to embody that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's, and it's interesting, like, no, yeah, just, yeah, just letting things come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even this idea of taking it step by step, baby step, take one day at a time. Yeah. It's also going back to the trust. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. And, um, and then with that comes like, enjoy the ride. Oh, yeah. And, um, and, uh, yeah, enjoy the ride and enjoy the ride. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Enjoy the ride. Be grateful for it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much, Stefan. This was lovely. Um, 
we need to take some pictures of this space to put it on, on the description of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for the conversation. Thank you for your medicine. Thank you for your gift and for your hard work and rigidity and also surrendering to, to the universe. You can, you know, dance with the universe <laughs> and become who you are fully. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, where can people find you? So where can people find me in this physical reality? People can come to Lake Atitlan yeah. in Guatemala. And I'm in a little town called San Marcos de la Laguna. And um, the place where I live and work from is called Love. Love. Yeah. And so this is the vibration we're sending out and the vibration we're bringing in. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that can be found on like Google Maps. For example, um, and even if you're not, uh, you know, not in the space, you can still go to Google Maps, Google uh, Love, um, Soundspace, yeah. um, San Marcos. Um, right now, I have uh, my Instagram, uh, which is a work in progress. Okay. It might be changing the name as well, but right now, uh, the name is Stefan Sounds. Stefan Sounds. Stefan Sounds. We will let it do it. Yeah, and that's like my main Instagram account at the moment. Okay. Um, which, which could be changing, um, as well. So that's a little bit, uh, tricky. Yeah, we, we will update the, all the details in the description as well. Yeah, really nice. And, yeah. um, Uh, YouTube as well. Um, on YouTube, my YouTube channel, I believe, is Steph Evans, S T E F E V A N S. Okay. Steph Evans, yeah. Again, these are all works in progress. Works in progress, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, at least yeah. we have a little gateway towards your online presence. So. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a little gateway. Thank you so much, brother. Again. You're super welcome. Thank you everyone for tuning in and being here with us on this episode of Life is Good podcast. I hope you got to learn some interesting things today. Maybe some resonated with you, maybe some didn't, or maybe some you've heard for the first time. In any case, if you have any questions or feedback for me, please don't hesitate to contact me at the link in the description of the podcast. I am so honored to be doing this and I'm looking forward to be with you in the next episodes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.